I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Alrighty then, we're recording. Can you do that like uh, Jim Carrey does? Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Is that? No, not no, quite. that wasn't quite. Yeah. Props for trying. This is going to be a quick turnaround. We're recording on Friday, releasing on Monday. I don't know that we've done that before. I don't know either. We have recorded on a Saturday, but I don't know when that was re- released. That might have beat it. Oh, yeah, we did do that. When I got back from Disney, we recorded yeah, on Saturday, we, released right on the Monday. Because I, I was like, I don't know otherwise why we would have recorded on a Saturday unless we had to. I have a whole extra 24 hours, so I know I can do it. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. These ones usually aren't as long as some of our interviews either. Yeah, I got some notes, though. Like, I started writing stuff down yesterday because for some reason I thought we were recording yesterday, even though I knew it was Friday. I guess yesterday I was walking around thinking it was Friday. Isn't that so bad when it's Thursday and you think it's Friday? <laughs> What's even worse easy. is when it's Tuesday and you think it's Thursday. Oh, Yeah, I have a fairly easy day, though, today. And easy isn't necessarily no work. It's just that I'm going to be at the computer or doing other stuff like this. Yeah, catch-up so, day. Kinda. Yeah, catch-up day. Oh, show. Um, I'm going to take that out, by the way. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to leave the awkwardness because you left the awkwardness in on some of our other ones. <laughs> the awkwardness is good. I showed you the feedback. I know. Yeah, people like the awkwardness, yeah. which great. I'm glad you guys appreciate our awkwardness sometimes. My coffee was too far away. I'm bringing it closer. I was trying to spill on the... That is positively cute. Yeah, because it's got puppies on it. Think positive. P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E with little puppies. Yeah, Ben was uh, Ben was saying that... He listened to our podcast and he thought it was kind of awkward. Someone had actually reached out to me. Actually, multiple people had reached out to me and said that they liked the awkwardness because it proves that this is unscripted. <laughs> if you guys think this is scripted in any way, like go listen to a few of these because we go off on tangent after tangent after tangent. Which maybe, we, I don't know, maybe we, they should be a little more scripted. I, I don't know. I like That's I like, something we'll talk about today. Steve and I are going to meet this afternoon and talk a little bit about 2020, what that holds for the podcast and uh, maybe themes, what's working well, what's not mm-hmm. working. So if you uh, know of anything that's working well and not working well, please send it to us before this afternoon, even though this will be released on Monday. Yeah. Do you know, do you know it's <laughs> Go been back 11 days since we've seen each other? 11? Yeah, because we recorded that Monday. God, that's why I my last week since. and a half have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put it together. I was like, it's been a really good like two weeks almost. I almost told you to F off. <laughs> Because I know like, that's not true. Oh, that's because Steven's been gone. That's right. When you start, when you start texting me, I know you're missing me. When you start texting me, I ideas and oh, I talked to this person and how's this and send me pictures from Lambeau Field and yeah. did I say that? You did. You asked oh. specifically. For I'm me. working on just like you. I am working on trying to be nicer. Now, see, I don't necessarily need to be more interested. I'm interested in everything. I'm just not committed to anything. 
There's a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm interested in everything and committed to nothing. Yeah. That's, that is a bumper sticker. Except, and I probably should go on the record before you ask, I do have a girlfriend. I knew it was coming. I knew you were going to try and make I actually it wasn't up. going to ask. Uh, uh, Lauren gave me some positive thoughts Ooh. for to reflect on as well. She's like, Ben, when you're asking him those questions, you're not just asking him about his life, though. You're asking him to talk about somebody else's life. And like, there's a third, there's, a, you know, a girl involved. So you're asking him to talk about her life and she might not be comfortable with that. I'm like, oh, dang it. You're right. She is. She doesn't want to be on the podcast. I asked her straight up. I was like, you want Did to you? record? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Lauren was like, you, I mean, think about that, Ben. You might, you might, you're flipping it to Steven, which is great, but you're also asking him to talk about things that aren't necessarily just his own. But maybe like, somewhere oh, down point, the line. Good point. That, that's a, that is a salient point. Um, maybe somewhere down the line, though, and I think you and I have talked about this off air. Maybe Lauren comes in and maybe Jenna comes in too, and we just let them unload on what they see about We could do one. We talked about having you guys up to the house for a bottle of wine. Like, we'll have you up set up on the kitchen table or something like that and just have a couple of bottles of wine and talk. I <laughs> <laughs> can be a drunk as fuck podcast. Sorry See, for the swear words. You had to go. I was just telling Stephen before this is people that overuse the F word. See, I can get away with it, I think, because people expect people with accents. I was like, you've got the accent, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm from a culture where we use the uh, F bomb like a comma. Like, I think sometimes I can genuinely drop an F bomb and people don't even realize it's been done because I do it so quick. And Can I talk about something awesome? Awesome, yeah, let's start off with awesome. That's good. It's awesome, but it's also negative. Oh. Five days in Wisconsin was bloody wonderful. There you go, I used bloody instead of effing. It was amazing. I love that state. I think it's the best state in the Union. Mm. Bar none. Wow. I've never been, so... Winters are a little too harsh. Summers are very warm and humid. But I absolutely love the state. Got to see some people I hadn't seen for a while. Uh, some kids I used to coach. I'm calling them kids and they're 30 now. Including uh, James who is a customer and his dad is the, the East Bay guy that I've mentioned before. Yeah. So my, he was the one who gave us the four tickets for the Badger game that I went to. Sweet. Wisconsin Badgers. Cool. And then the Packers game, Lambeau Leap Seats. Wow. I, I've been to Lambeau Field so many times. It never, ever disappoints. The atmosphere was great with the exception of one lady who took umbrage to his standing up even though we're in the first three rows as people are scoring and stuff <laughs> and the Philly fans around us were actually sticking up for us there was tons of Philly fans we were right in the middle of a bunch of Philly fans um, but yeah it was just oh, just so much fun the negative for five days my diet consisted of beer cheese and meat some of the cheese most of the cheese was deep fried you had a good BM yet? I came back about eight pounds heavier and <laughs> no. a lot of that was just fluff and this week it's kind of most of it's disappeared. I think people don't believe me when I tell them that I can fluctuate seven or eight pounds. I don't week. get how you fluctuate that much. In um, like it's crazy. I, I don't know if I'm not pooping enough when I'm eating and drinking all this stuff. But this week I've gone from, I came back. You're not allowed to judge me here. When I came back, I was about 218 and I'm back down to 210. And I've been back for a week, five days. <laughs> crazy. So, and that's, that's measuring myself Monday morning, measuring myself today. But no, Wisconsin was wonderful. I really had a good time. I love the state, love the Packers, love the people. Although Adrian, our friend's place where he works is kind of 
smaller town mm-hmm. and when when you get to some of the backwoods places there in wisconsin the gene pool's definitely not big enough <laughs> a little banjo playing backwards <laughs> there's definitely some cousin on cousin action at oh least. my gosh <laughs> you're looking pretty today sister you got a pretty mouth <laughs> yeah you got your teeth in i see mm. yeah there's definitely uh you look at some people and you're like oh yeah, you need to maybe meet some people that you're not related to. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just Wisconsin, that's everywhere. Yeah. Tell me about your last 10 or 11 days since we recorded last. The last one, we had our big harvest party over the weekend, you know, that we do every year. Seventh and it annual harvest party, And it was a freaking blizzard. We had like a whopping 15 people up in Green Bluff and ditched the riding in the back of pickups part, just went and had a glass of wine at Townsend Winery up there and then Big Barn Brewing. But, man, we had, like, 50 people back at the house for the wine-tasting portion and soup feed, and it was a blast. So, good times, nice weekend. I was tired, though. I mean, entertaining 50 people and setting up a party at your house for 50 people is a lot of work. I'm trying to remember who it was that told me they just ditched out on it. Someday earlier this week, they were like, hey, did you go to Ben? I was like, no, I was in Wisconsin. And they were like, yeah, I just straight up didn't go. I wasn't going out in the snow, and I'm like, geez, it was like, there wasn't even any snow. It was in the air. <laughs> Find out who that was and tell me because they're not getting an invite next week, next year. Yeah, and I've still never been to your harvest party. I know. It's you invite really me weird. every year. I'm either out of town or I... <laughs> you showed up like late or didn't come. No, I didn't come because... You thought it was... Well, first off, I didn't want to come with the people that had reached out to me that year. That, this was last year. They, they were going and I was like, oh, I don't want to go with them. Um, so I was going to go on my own. And for some reason in my head, I just associated party with evening. evening. So it was like two in the afternoon and I got a text message like, hey, are you going to Ben's? And I was like, yeah, I'm planning on it later, like seven o'clock. Stephen hadn't looked at the (laughs) the event start time. Yeah, starts at two. We go throughout Green Bluff for a few hours. Then we go back about six o'clock to Lauren in my house for the soup tasting and blind wine tasting. So it wouldn't have been fashionably late. I'd have shown up at like seven, seven fifteen and everybody would be leaving. Like, what the <laughs> Yeah, people were still getting there. So it went till about 12.30. Wow, you stayed up late. So, well, yeah, my version of late anymore. The, the, the kiddo was with grandma and grandpa, so we didn't have Weston that night, luckily. But Nice. Yeah, so we got some freedom, got to sleep in till like 7.38 the next day. It was mm-hmm. crazy. You've been sending me gym selfies. You're getting a little better at that. I did Staying send you a couple gym selfies. And I've been posting some on the social medias, and I found a thing called Hootsuite, which apparently we can schedule social media posts. Sweet. So you don't have to remember. Um, I, I knew you were busy this week when you didn't text me back, like, all day. I'm like, good Lord. Or I figured, now that you've got a girlfriend, that you were just busy <laughs> chatting with her and didn't need me anymore. You know, that's, like, that's not cool. the case. That, um, I'll still make time for you. Um, I'm a big believer in... a balance in that regard as well no this week has been crazy so i I had a super early flight i was up at 2 a.m pacific time which is 4 a.m central time to be on the flight back on monday landed at 10 a.m had a pretty a fairly full schedule on monday just with stuff landing in my lap and then yeah every day this week has been there's been uh, some developments in my industry which are going to benefit me and you actually forwarded me an email on Mm -hmm. that which I was already working on, but I do appreciate you thinking of me. Dude, anytime I see somebody with that particular system, 
Yeah. I'll let you know. Take a picture, shoot me a message, yeah. So, yeah, there's been a substan- one of our, I wouldn't say they're a big player, but they're definitely prominent. Mm-hmm. They hiked their rates this year, which I've been predicting for five years. I knew it was coming for sure yeah, a year ago. Yeah, people aren't stoked on it either. What's that? They said uh, their patrons are not stoked on it. No, they're not happy. I knew it was coming a year ago when they started rolling out proprietary hardware and really getting people locked in on um, loans because the loans are tied to the processing and all that. So I knew it was coming. It just had to drop, and it dropped. So how are you going about this? will be interesting. So it's like you know there's an opportunity. Are you just hitting up, trying to find who the business owners are, get introductions? What are you doing to get in front of those people now that you've isolated an opportunity? Funnily enough, I just chatted about this this morning. Basically, next week, the first two or three days, I'm going to visit a lot of people. I'm going old school. Just stop by. Stop by. Introduce myself, let them, and most people know me already. Yeah. And just say, hey, remember that stuff I told you? Keep using that until, well, this is the this until. This is the until, yeah. <laughs> you know, because essentially what they were doing is they were losing money on certain business types. Mm-hmm. And they're, what, they're not a processor as we, call, as we look at them. They're an aggregator. So it's kind of like a hedge fund where they're willing to lose money on some to make it's a loss leader money almost. on yeah. When you have investors and you're publicly traded at some point, you're Board of they want dollars. They're going to say, we want money back on this. You have to go to a more traditional model and make money because there was no money being made. Similar to, I mean, Uber's in that situation just now, publicly traded, but make no money. Everybody jumped in on that IPO as well, and they're losing their butts. <laughs> butts. <laughs> Steven's got his aunt. You had uh, Jimmy Carey to start with. Jim Carrey to start Jimmy Carrey. Jimmy Carrey to start with. Mm-hmm. Like, butts. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, geez. All right. But let's talk fitness, Benny Boo. Let's talk fitness. It's a witness. I have a new fitness goal and I'm going to do a video on it after. You have a, a new fitness goal? I do. What's that? We'll talk about it later. Oh, so you don't want to actually talk about it on the no, podcast? No, I will talk about it on on the podcast. I just, I asked you about fitness first. So oh, tell okay. me where you're at. Uh, I, I was sick for a week and this was the first week since November, not this week, but a week, a couple of weeks ago that I didn't work out the entire week. I think we talked about that already, though, actually. We did. On the podcast. So I forgot about that. So I took a week and didn't work out at all. So now I've been getting back into the swing of things, and I've probably done three sessions a week. So I'm trying to do between three and five sessions a week. So it's at the minimum, uh, basically, that I want to do. So been getting back into the swing of things. So definitely need the accountability for the working out part still. And then I uh, haven't been tracking food as much or at all. This is and where, I know this is where you and I have talked before where we've been eating like crap the last two months. It sounds like yeah. you may be a little more than me. I've been okay on the food side, you know. But I've literally been on all the meat and cheese and fries and beer. <laughs> That's just you've been gorging yourself. <laughs> yeah, And summer, right? Summer, that happens a little bit, right? But no, it's like I've got to get back because I want to I get under that. 20 20% fat percentage number by the end of the year that's kind of like right that would be the my my spot so I'm like I need to have a final push and mm-hmm. really you know knock it out of the park yeah uh, two things on that first I wish you were more competitive because you could compete against Lauren because she kicks your ass in the gym your <laughs> wife works so hard at the gym like it's it's like whoa yeah she gets in there and means business Yeah, she gets after it you yeah. know and it's it's fun to see and I, I do think 
to a certain extent, you have been the catalyst for that with this. She said that. Yeah, um, she said that. You know, she, you know, the same way you don't want to be the the fat guy with a with a hot wife. She doesn't want to be a little more plump with a with a slim and slender dude, right? Yeah. So not that she ever was. I just think that it's good to be. Well, I just think to, to your point, right? You're the sum of the five people you're around to. Mm-hmm. So if she's like, wow, Ben's running a little harder. Like, it just that's gonna rub off on you. So since I've been chatting with Jenna, she started running every I know. morning. She told, yeah. And now she's coming to the gym. Yeah. And I'm getting her lifting some weights. And cool. It it was really interesting, and if she listens to this, she might kick my ass. But I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you some things at the gym. She's like, I've been lifting weights my whole life. And then we got there, and she was kind of like, "Yeah, show me what to do," kind of thing. Like, I'm well, you can always sure. learn something new. Well, even then, I think it's one thing knowing what a machine does, or it's one thing knowing what an exercise does. I think where the hard part comes, and this is why I was doing what I did with you and the structure I did. Yeah, it's like, look, let's teach you all of the stuff that you don't know, and then we'll put a program together based on your specific what you do now wants mm. and needs. She told me she doesn't want to do any shrugs because her traps just explode when she does that. She doesn't want to look quote unquote manly. And I was like, all right, like if you do shrugs, probably that shouldn't happen. Plus, the other thing I, th- I mentioned was that for females, larger traps usually make your waist look smaller. It's something that's super prominent in the fitness industry. Yeah, interesting. Um, so I was like, yeah, you don't have to do that, but you can still work shoulders because she hasn't done shoulders with yet and my shoulder's been sore so it's actually been good for me to rest it give it a break like really sore contemplating either surgery or prp um perp platelet rich plasma that's what we talked about with tyler yeah it's a combination of stem cells and your own plasma and some other things that just basically is supposed to encourage quicker healing so Hmm, interesting trying to become a truly bionic human i guess if we do that but it's spendy it's like two and a half grand to to get the injections and i hate needles so if i can avoid surgery i'll avoid surgery but i'm hoping i can really have a shot in surgery yeah well it's multiple shots with big ass needles i'll show you some videos on it but prp is called perp so my fitness goal because you talked about yours Mm -hmm. i want to be athlete lean See that fifth, that fifteen percent that you're talking about. Less body fat. than fifteen percent body fat. I want to be somewhere between twelve and fourteen. Jeez. Which is a goal. That's super, super fit. Well, it's not necessarily fit. It's healthy, right? It's um. I guess I'm going to call it athlete lean or athlean. I wonder if that exists. Is athlean? Hashtag says trademark. Trademark that. Yep. I said it first. Um, it's I'm recorded. Sure it does somebody has to have come up with that? Athlete lean or athlean? Athlene. Um Anyway, that's where I want to get to, and it's good goal. The reason that's my goal is I was sitting in the gym the other morning, and I'm looking around at some of the other dudes, and not in a comparison way, just like, all right, he's really strong, but I don't want to look like a friggin' buffalo. Yeah. And he's really lean. I don't want to look like a Kenyan marathon. But no, runner. no, yeah, no muscle. Um, so I want that kind of in between where I'm strong, I'm athletic, and I'm lean. Mm-hmm. I'm really strong just now. Like, I haven't eaten like shit. Yeah. I feel like in the gym I can push big boy weights just this now. This is funny. So last night Lauren and I were going to our friends and we were talking about this very topic. Was Because she was like, are you doing, how much weights do you do in the gym like compared to cardio? And I was like, I kind of mix it up it seems like too. Because it's like what I, what I noticed is even, I, you might disagree with me, but what I noticed is a lot of the guys... Or gals who do weights 
still have a tire or they're strong and still a little chunky. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people who do cardio are super skinny, but not much muscle mass. I'm like, it's, I, I mean, I just have to believe by the people that I've seen that it's somewhere in between, right? It's like, you have to have a blend of cardio and weights. And what else? What? Cardio weights and what else? Health, the weight, what you eat. Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. What you're putting in your body is going to fuel the type exercise. But you never did any cardio before we started doing this either. And then halfway through, you started doing cardio. That's not true. Well, you didn't do cardio like you're played doing now. Played soccer, played basketball, did hit cardio after my I'm sessions. talking though, you would jump on a bike now for 20, 30 minutes or whatever. As long as I can watch Hulu. I'm not doing that shit in the street. Yeah, so you, you are actually doing <laughs> yeah. cardio now. Like yeah. in the traditional sense of the word. Yeah, and I mix it up. And that's, and that's when you started dropping a lot of weight. Well, I started dropping a lot of weight when I started being in a four or five hundred calorie deficit every day as well. Yeah. So there's. Did you start tracking about the same time as you did cardio? Well, yeah. The card. If look, a lot of people think if if you don't change anything and just start burning four or five hundred calories more per day, you won't see it as quickly. But you you probably will lose mm-hmm. some weight because your energy expenditure is higher than your energy in, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at food just as a fuel source, so it's like you're bringing. So you in, mean purely if you're tracking your nutrition? Yeah. So your 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 kcal's your your calories per hour that you burn remains the same, and then you add some exercise, but then the yeah. calories you're bringing in stays the same as what I meant to say. The calories you're bringing in from food, your fuel stays the same, yeah. but you burn more. You're going to create a slight deficit in yeah. most cases unless you're really overeating. Yeah. Right. But when you, I, I experimented a lot myself to find out what my maintenance calories are. So we call that NEAT, N-E-A-T. And what that means is from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed most days, you expend this much energy or this well, many calories. I think calories. that was on the in-body scan we did too. Yeah. Yeah, like 2,100 so calories or something like that. You expend this many calories on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So if you just do nothing except your daily stuff and you eat this many calories, your body weight will stay the same. If you just expend that many calories daily, no exercise, no weights, nothing, what we're going to do there, if we want to lose weight, is create a caloric deficit by reducing the amount of fuel that you bring in. Yeah. If you reduce the amount of fuel by four to 500 calories per day, they say you'll lose one to two pounds per week. Hmm. Now that varies for everybody as well because our thermogenics are slightly different. If you create a three to 400 calorie deficit, but also burn 500 calories a day, then it creates a larger deficit. So that's why when people want to lose fat or just straight up change their composition, yeah. a combination of nutrition and exercise is the best way to do so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what we've done is we've conditioned everybody to think that they have to go to the gym and lift weights and do this and this kind of cardio burns more and this kind of cardio burns less. Do whatever you're going to do. Walking a mile burns the same yeah. amount of calories as running a mile. Exactly the same amount of calories. It just takes you longer to burn when you're walking a mile versus running a mile. I.e., it takes you 20 minutes to walk a mile versus 8 minutes to run a mile. There's so much that goes... And this is why I talk about how we need to simplify the fitness industry, health and fitness industry, which in and of itself... So, hold on. You think... So, if you... If I went out and I sprinted as fast... I mean, just ran as fast as I can, one mile versus just went and walked one mile, I would burn the same amount of calories? In terms of active calories, you would burn the same amount. 
what's active versus non-active calories? I guess I don't. What's the difference there? An active calorie is where you exercise versus just sit and exist. So, just to, running okay. a mile will burn the same amount of calories. The reason people run is because they can do more miles in a shorter amount of time. So if I just said, I don't really care how long it takes, I'm going to walk five miles or I'm going to run five miles, I'll burn the same amount of calories? Essentially, yeah. Now, hmm. your heart rate being up and the oxygen that you bring in and everything can also... That's what I thought. That's why I'm like, huh? Somewhat affect it, but it's a negligible difference. One mile walking and one mile running, exactly the same amount of energy expended in terms of caloric intake and out, out going. So. Well, that's good to know. It makes me feel better yeah. about going for a walk then. The reason I know that is there was a commercial in Scotland back in the 90s trying to get people to be more active. When Scotland started getting fat, they were like, hey, Go and they gave walk. the science behind it. So Gavin Hastings, who's a rugby player, was the guy that made the statement on the commercial. I'll find it and show you. But there, there is science behind that. And then when people talk about hit cardio, again, static state cardio will raise your heart rate. So you, your heart rate's also a factor in this somewhat. But static state cardio, whether you're on a treadmill, a bike, or whatever, doesn't burn any less calories than hit cardio. Hit cardio just makes you do more in terms of exercises. You're using your whole body, therefore you're burning more and yeah, in a shorter amount of time. Hmm. But where I was going with this, and I think I've said this before, health and fitness, they call it a health and fitness industry. That is like calling... Let me it's think like a double a negative here. or something. Like, like the fast food industry and the health industry, the same thing. They're so far apart. Fitness can be specific to a sport, right? So whether that's marathon running, soccer, basketball, you have to be fit in order to do those specific things. But you're fit in different ways for each of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then health, you can be very healthy, but not be fit. I.e., mm-hmm. you eat well, you walk a little bit. But if I asked you to run 10 miles, you wouldn't be able to do it, right? So fitness and health are very different. You can be healthy and active without being quote-unquote fit. And then you've got the people that step on stage, and I know I've talked about this, who are emaciated and technically... Yeah, having drink water in days. They call it a fitness show. Yeah. And yeah, they're fit for one specific discipline. They're fit to stand up there and show their butt and show their abs and show their muscles and their back yeah flex it all and ask them to run they're not healthy yeah they're, you know their diet regardless of what they yeah, tell they'll you they'll pass out eating, if they have to they've run they've been eating broccoli and chicken and in a huge uh, calorie deficit they're not healthy can we just say like do you think about the amount of uh, dedication I guess that it takes to just eat chicken and broccoli how terrible does that sound? Like, I have a hard time going to the gym every other day. Again. Let alone some of these people, because Laura and I were talking about this last night, too. It's like, these guys that are that want to be totally ripped. I mean, like, even you, okay? We'll take you versus me. It's like, you like going to the gym. I don't like going to the gym. You will go twice a day, because you want to get to this point of 12% body fat, where I'm like, that's too much work. <laughs> like, I don't want to... I don't want to have to put in the work. It's like, if I had, if I could get there and didn't have to put in the work... That's one thing, but I don't want to put in the work to get to 12% body fat. But it's just these guys, the dedication that they have oh, it's, to it's, that. It's admirable is to a crazy. But yeah, the to a damage point. it does to men and women in different ways. So women, a lot of times, because they're not getting the intake, a lot of times these women are just frying their thyroid and the reproductive system. Yeah, it's unhealthy. System. And then the men, 
I think I've talked I, I don't know what I've talked about online and offline at this point yeah but the men essentially what they're doing is they're creating this testosterone surplus usually with supplements or drugs right mm-hmm. which is the same thing when you say supplements to a bodybuilder the, the instant they're thinking um, HGH or some other kind of you're on some growth hormone so they create such a surplus of testosterone in their system that while they're preparing for these shows and while they're lifting the weights and doing all the stuff they are like animals they're like a bull being let free in a field all they want to do is have sex and women love it right but then if they try and it's called cycling if they cycle off most of the time their dick stops working and I know that's very crass and you're kind of raising your eyebrows but they can't perform without it therefore they need testosterone supplements you walk into GNC or you hear it on satellite radio all the time take this testosterone I don't ever want it I want enough testosterone in my system naturally until such time as I'm old and haggard that I don't need that shit yeah you well, know? you don't really want to have to put supplements and things in your body that you don't really need or yeah I mean try to produce it naturally try to find natural alternatives to it mm-hmm. if well, you have to but yeah then, you just yeah. Th- this whole um, like I said they create these superhuman testosterone levels in their body and your body becomes used to it so that and you can't you can't get to the stage where your body creates that much on its own so then you just stop working when you cycle off of this stuff and you can't do do it for a long time because if you do it for an extended period of time normally the cycle's three to four months when they're when they're on quote unquote supplements or hgh or drugs mm-hmm. or whatever normally when they're on it to cycle off of it you have to be off of it for a certain amount of time or other things start going off so the men are men are wrecking themselves with this stuff and women seriously they're well, thyroid issues you don't want that that's not good but if you ever want to have kids you probably don't want to be cycling in and out of show prep as they call it off season in season it can just cause so many problems yeah so yeah i, I hate to be that critical and that negative because i do have a lot of friends that are planning on doing it again and do do it and i'll support them through it i just have to sort of make sure that you're kind of prepared to step in and say hey these issues you're having like is it really worth it to step on a stage in a bikini yeah so i don't know about that um god we've been talking a lot 30 minutes already we know we're already we're doing good Good (laughs) let's talk about work and travel Mm -hmm. you just got back from lambo i did you said that was fun a ton of any other travel plans I'm going to a wedding in California later this month. We're out in Cali. For Southern California. Lauren's going to a wedding in, I guess that's November, in yeah. Southern California too. I'm to going with Jenna. It's her friend's wedding. I'm just tagging along. So you're going to, with Jenna to a wedding? Yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Where, what part did you say? It's somewhere between, it's a casino between Orange County and Palm Springs because I know we're going to be in both places. I'm going to do so something. So you're inland a little bit? But I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do while I'm there. What's that? I'm going to deadlift at Venice Beach. You know where uh, Arnold did his outside workout? <laughs> you're going to go do deadlifts at Venice Beach. Yeah. I don't need to do a full leg day or anything like that. You just, I just want the picture of you on Venice Beach deadlifting. Yeah, but it's not even a picture. It's just it's a bucket list thing. I want to train where Arnold trained. I like it. I like it. Well, it's cool when you can do a trip and get those little things in there too. Yeah. That might be something we talk about, right? The personal goals. So we'll see. I mean, that might be our 2020 theme. We shall see. So funnily enough, I have something here. 
you have something here. Are you David or are you Goliath? Interesting. Just answer and then I'll give you some context. Am I David or I hope I'm Goliath? Oh no, I hope I, wait, David or Goliath. <laughs> I hope I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, David, so, David. So, so for anybody who does not have the context of David and Goliath, I think a lot of people think they do, but they think Goliath is big and David is small and there's more to it than that. Essentially, Maybe by stature. Uh, David was Israeli. Goliath was a Philistine, right? Yeah, Philistine. And they were at war. And long story short, David was a shepherd and wasn't allowed to be part of it. Took um, food to his brothers and they were making fun of him for being small and just wanting to be there. This guy, Goliath, was beating the crap out of everybody. And everybody was scared to fight him because he was eight feet tall or whatever. David said he would fight him. And Goliath was insulted and said he was going to crush his bones and, you know, smear his blood places. And the Bible can be pretty uh, horrific at times. <laughs> I'm learning. Getting back to religion again here. Yep. But the long story cut short is that David had a slingshot, picked up a little stone, smacked Goliath in the head with it, killed him. Cut his head off, took it back, and all the Philistines ran away and they won the war, basically. Yeah. And the idea behind David and Goliath Freaking is slingshot, that man. There's, there's tons of stuff to take away from the story. Working smart or not harder, right? You don't get in and let a guy rip you limb from limb. You, you, you stay far away and you beat him from far away. Or, yeah. You know, the fact that... Use a tool. Being the biggest, the strongest isn't always the best. Sometimes being nimble. Mm-hmm. So I use it as a metaphor. And the reason I asked David or Goliath, he gave the right answer, I think, is that 10 capitals independent. You're going up against some of the big, big The Goliaths. You're much more nimble. You're much more able to get people where they need to be and do the right thing versus doing the, you know, we're the big guy and you have to work with us. Attitude-wise, everybody thought David was going to get battered, right? Mm -hmm. So you're the underdog. And I love the idea of being the underdog every day. I don't ever want to think I'm Goliath. I don't ever want to think I've made it. I think the second you think that, you're in a bad place, right? Well, it's your attitude, right? It's Mm -hmm. like your attitude changes when you become Goliath. Those are those people where they think they're kind of hot shit. Every day I want to be David. Every day mentally I am David. I'm the underdog. Even when I'm better than people at what I do, even when I'm crushing goals and setting records for what I'm selling and everything else, I'm still David. Every day. I'll always have that mindset. And I was just curious because it was actually one of the podcasts I listened to mentioned David and Goliath and I kind of roundabout way and I was like no you know what let's talk about that I'm curious and I read the the uh, parable and I was like yeah there's so many metaphors there that can be taken from a book that's 2000 plus years old and applied and taken in context to today's world is that a good text message I'm making a note about something for our conversation this afternoon ah nice so is that a good text message <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was talking. Never mind. I got to make another note. Actually, never ignore. Hold on. I got. I got to make another note here. Point five. Stephen, be nice. Stephen, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, do, do you? I mean, what do you think of that? What do I think of it? Yeah. What's your take? I like on the that? concept of seeing yourself as the underdog, right? Too, and and how it relates oh. to business, too. And it's, there's a couple stories I thought of that came up. I, there was a gentleman who's another advisor in our building at one of those big dog firms who we were chatting with about coming to Ten Capital. He's like, I remember when you guys started here, and you were on the you're on the second floor, and we're like, those guys are going to be out of here in two years, like. 
you know, new young guys coming in, starting an advising company. He, and when we sat down, he was like, and I was a hundred percent wrong. Like you guys are now one of, if not the largest independents around, you are absolutely killing it in the marketing space. You're changing the industry in Spokane. Like you're doing everything that some, you know, an innovative firm would want to, right? It's like, you're mm-hmm. using the tools, you're using your sling to take down the Goliaths. And so that was cool. And, it, and I appreciate you bringing that up with regard to the company too, because I think that's what exactly what we're trying to do is, right? You are trying to be David to take down Goliath. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, you know, Goliath gets a swing in and smacks us in the face, but hopefully we, we end up winning. Wanted to, uh, and we can probably do like a year review yeah, podcast at the, end of it. Yeah. at the end of the year. A year in review. But I was looking through, and I've just pulled it up to look through the guests we've had on people we have had on this year i just love some of the conversations we've had yeah like how much more there is to dig into with the people we've already had on like stuff we didn't talk about that we could find our way back to talk about so let me just throw some stuff out here we've had janessa walsh founder farm girl fit yep we've had tyler lafferty he owns multiple companies right Mm -hmm. just amazing insight we have spent time with Tyler Dickerhoof, another Tyler. Mm-hmm. Again, just amazing insight. We ended up breaking that up into two podcasts. Yep. We have had, sorry, I'm going through the Instagram here looking at pictures and pulling this stuff. Dan Cummins, Lindsay Cummins. Yeah, Mike, um, Mike Nielsen, Brooke Baker. Yeah, we've had Tim, you're, you know, Tim, Tim Mitrovich, Mark yeah. Smith, Jordan Tampion. Yep. You said Mike Nielsen. I am really freaking happy that we're doing this. And when I looked through, so we're at 114 posts on our Instagram. And from where we started to where we are now, how we recorded the first couple versus how we're doing it now, (laughs) the quality of the conversations, the insight, not just from our guests, but from you and I, I think, has developed and adapted. And I wanted to say, because I do work on gratitude quite often, even though I'm sometimes nasty to you, Ben, I truly appreciate you. I can't see... I I, I don't know what we did before this. Because it fills five or six hours of the week for me every week. Yeah, between it's... recording, editing, meeting. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate the thanks. It's, I told you in the truck driving back one day from Coeur d'Alene a couple of weeks ago that it's like I wouldn't probably have done the podcast if it were just on my own because I wouldn't go and take the time to research what platforms to do, what equipment to buy. And Stephen was the one that did all that. And so Stephen's the one that does the editing. So uh, I would not be doing the podcast if you weren't doing it with me. This is kind of, uh, I'm going to throw this out there for some people to come at me with ideas because I think I've said this before and you kind of made fun of me for it. But there's, there's two kinds of people, right? You have pragmatists, which are people that figure out how to do things. Mm -hmm. And you have protagonists, which are the people that make things happen, right? Yeah. And I'm like a pragmatic protagonist. I want to do it all. I'm like, no, I'm going to figure shit out and I'm going to get it done. Sometimes it hinders me. It really does. Yeah. Like sometimes I try and do too much. And I've been in that position with boards I've served on, with people I've tried to We've talked about that in in the past with clients even, yeah. Yeah, where I just have to take a step back and... It's one of the things I'm meeting with uh, my boss to do some videos with him. He asked me for some help with LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, how are we doing videos? And he's he's in the recruiting phase. And I'm like, dude, you have to tell a story. It can't just be a picture and here's what we do and you can earn this I much. have a feeling you at some point will get forced 
to figure out the, you know, the, the, I guess we'll call it like a time commitment thing, right? And saying yes to everything. Like, because you're going to have more people and more relationships that develop that demand more of your time, right? Because right now, as, as when you were just a single dude, your time was your own. Mm-hmm. You, you chose to spend it and you filled it. Like, you were busy. You had a lot going on. But your time becomes less of your own when there's, you know, when you have a family involved, right? Yeah. So... My, my you're going to be forced to, to say no to things. Maybe, but there's still. There's but still you're going to so want much. to. There's still a lot of room in my cup, and I keep telling people but that. But I think that what the main point is like you're going to be forced to say no to things, and you're going to want to say no yeah. to things because you want to go and be home with your family, right, and stuff. So it's like. And I think I'm prepared for it. You know, I've, I've read books and I think you want it. things, and you know, there's a Greg McKeown I've mentioned before, essentialism: what to say mm-hmm. no to, what to say yes to, how to say no, how to say yes. Um, and I think the people you surround yourself with as well. So I think having the uh, the wherewithal to know, yeah, I want to help people, but also I don't have the capacity to help yeah. you, but I know someone that yeah, does. Yeah, be a connector. You know, be the guy that knows a guy. That's, that's what I strive for. And there will be a point where I don't have the time or the inclination to work with micro merchants and things like that, but it doesn't mean that people on my team won't. It Absolutely. doesn't mean that making that connection doesn't pay off in the long run. And yeah, I agree with you that there's a lot of development there for me professionally and personally to where, to your point, I've always done what I want, when I want, how I want. And yeah, I probably need to, as as more is on my plate, I've become better at managing. Like you've seen my calendar, how it's back to back to back mm. to back. And I start at this time, end at this time. If you contact me outside of that, you're not getting an answer till tomorrow. Yeah, set boundaries. Yeah, but then at the same time, there's going to be a point where there's not even... I, I'm fairly flexible. So if I want to go home at noon, I can go home at noon and usually reschedule stuff. There's a critical mass to where you have to be able to switch off and relax as well. Yeah. And I, I know I said this... And sometimes you, you got to schedule that. Earlier in the year, I know I can wake up earlier and I know I can go to bed later. But outside of that, what am I doing in order to make sure that the things that I am doing are productive Mm -hmm. useful and that I'm not wasting people's time right so I had this conversation this morning so I had breakfast with Brooke Baker and Manny Hockheimer so we've had Brooke on the podcast Baker Construction Gal Manny is a higher up at Numerica I'm not even sure what Manny's title is there but he's like a he's all over the The place yeah the dude you know Manny right Mm -hmm. yeah so when Manny and I were talking about this uh, just shortly after Brooke left and he's like you go into this particular event this afternoon I'm like, no, honestly, it's like, I don't go to many events anymore. I don't go to many daytime events. It's like, I'd much rather do a lunch or a breakfast like we did, right? Mm-hmm. It's like those, and maybe that's because it's like, I've reached a point where it's like, I have the context to go and have those breakfasts and lunches and coffees with people, right? It's like, and, and maybe, so maybe I'm overlooking the importance of those events, but it's like, you're going to choose the things in your life at a certain point where it makes sense to go or not go, right? And you can say no. I think the power of saying no becomes a big, important <laughs> piece mm-hmm. of your life. It's like I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm going to start saying no to more things than I say yes to. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I have a lot more freedom and a lot more time with my family and I'm making more money. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so why was I doing all of these things that weren't actually productive? But they were productive at the time. Well, that's why I'm saying it's like, were they or were, because they helped me get introductions to people where 
It's like, so maybe there's a period of your life and you realize that, hey, this is a period of time where I need to go and I need to go to the mm-hmm. events and I need to be everywhere and I need to make these connections so that I can go and have the one-on-one breakfasts yeah. and coffees and lunches. Well, there was a point, probably the first three years, and I'm almost five years in, probably the first three years, it was tough to find a Tuesday, Wednesday or a Thursday in my midweek schedule that I wasn't at an after-hours event. Oh, same here, yeah. I don't do them anymore very mm-hmm. often, except for SYP. But when if you do it's a beer that. with a friend, like one of your friends, colleagues, somebody you might work with. Even that, I like to be switched off by two thirty, three o'clock. And I know that to most people they'll wait, you finish work at two thirty, three o'clock. And this kinda goes back to that must be nice brigade thing, right? Where they're yeah, like, Oh, yeah. it must be nice. Yeah. I wake up at four AM. I'm out the house at the gym at five. I'm switched on on the phone, seven AM. I'm Sending text Doing messages. Calls. I'm yeah. checking the calendar. Don't check email till nine thirty, ten o'clock most days. But I'm planning the day and I'm setting myself up for success. And I've said this before, and this is something else I had on my notes here. And I actually want to do a topic on this: confidence versus ego. One hundred percent guarantee that if you give me four hours, and you give an average person four hours and give us some tasks to get done, I'll get it done in four hours. And a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm more productive and much better at compartmentalizing things and focusing on one thing and not multitasking yeah. than 90% of people. Yeah. I'm very productive with the time that I do have. And that's something... Well, that there's a lot of days that you're working past 2.30. I think you don't give yourself... I mean, you're working longer than past 2.30. Yeah, but I'm on the phone to and from the things that I want to be doing. Yeah. You know, and... Or you're I'm, going and seeing new people. I mean... Yeah. Or I'm, yesterday, clients. for instance, I couldn't meet with a guy who's taken over a business in the valley until three o'clock. But do you know what I did? I took an hour in the afternoon to do something that I really wanted to do that had nothing to do with work, completely disengaged. What'd you and do? Then, what's that? What'd you do? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> You're not telling me on air or at all? I'll tell you off air. Thank you. <laughs> There's some things like you said or like Lauren told you that sometimes when you tell someone you're doing something, it implicates other people. And mm. this is one of those situations. Mm. So We're going to have to have like a safe word. We're going <laughs> to... Not with that <laughs> regard, but like a safe word for recording. Like, I know. hope I never... Baloney. Baloney. I, I can't talk about that. Baloney. I heard the best thing on safe words. Oh, it gosh. was a meme. The best sexual safe word, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, the best sexual safe word is meatloaf. Because I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't <laughs> do that. Come on, isn't that the best? That's funny, right? Thanks, Stephen. I'm just going to read this text message instead. <laughs> now that's funny. And I hope, I hope I never need a safe word with you. Yeah. <laughs> There's something gone really wrong if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so I've just gotten stuff. through most of the stuff I had written. Oh, did you? Good. Okay. But you want to hear something funny? Well, that's not really funny. My my son, he looks like he uh, is like a backwoods hillbilly right, right now because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's so Weston's two. He'll be two in January, but his hair was getting long on the back, so it was starting to go kind of Joe Dirt. It was curls, but now it's kind of getting so long where it's going Joe Dirt, right? And he freaking was running down the hallway, and it was right before bedtime. Always, It's always right before bedtime when stuff goes wrong. And he's <laughs> and he's running there, and he where the carpet meets the tile, he caught his foot. 
and he goes down and freaking chips his front tooth, right? So he's got his, his tooth is half broken. So he's got his front tooth kind of half broken, and he's got a mullet. And he was wearing camo pants the other day. I'm like, oh, my God, you do look like Joe Dirt. I blame the parents. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys are supposed to do things like that. Yeah, he's going to. Teeth knocked out and black eyes. I was like, oh, dude. And then there's blood all over. It's a mess. It's always right before bed. Hey, did you know we had kombucha and beer in a kegerator here? Yeah. Yeah, I found out a couple weeks ago. In a you didn't know that was back there? Nope. Looks We're going to have to go high. try it. Yeah, I tried the kombucha. I'm not sure I like it. It'll get your stuff going. Yeah, it's like weird fizzy Yeah, kombucha is like, a fermented juice or something. When you say fermented, it just, unless it's booze, it just makes me... Fermentation. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I feel pretty good about where we're at with this so far. Yeah. I mean, so we got a final push till the end of the year to get our fitness in shape. Mm-hmm. It's been a good year business-wise. Stuff's picking back up for me. I'm still in the running for that big 401k plan found out yesterday. Can I ask, was your meeting this morning, we don't, well, you've already said who you met with, was your meeting this morning in regards to some of the stuff we discussed and opportunities? No. No? Just getting together to have, catch oh. up. Uh, you know, the three of us were on the panel together, and we just said, we should get together for a drink or breakfast or something. Yeah. So we were. But... Uh, business is starting to pick up, which is nice. Getting back into the swing of things. God, August was so quiet. But picking back up, looking good. I, um, End of the year strong. Final push in health and... I'm excited. It's payroll selling season for me as well. People like to change on January 1. It's much less paperwork. Same with Taxes 401ks. and all that fun stuff. Yep. Yeah. So we should probably have a discussion about that That's this afternoon, how our 401ks and stuff, because we're not going to come back and try and sell them a 401k plan either. Yeah. Big difference, big point of difference if they're working with uh, some of my competitors. So if you've got a 401k out there or somebody with payroll, let us know. Yeah. It's that time of year. I am really excited about some of the stuff we've got coming up, especially since you and I are going to talk about it. And I know you've got notes and I've got notes about what we want to do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. And how we're going to grow it and develop it. Might um, be the same, might be different. We'll find out. Including a joint recording with some people locally, which we've discussed, which I've yep. followed up on. Oh, cool. And drunk podcast. I'm really excited about that. I want to get you drunk and see how many times you say, we need to take that out. It's it's not going to be as exciting as you think. I'm about the same drunk as I am. So You're we're... nothing like the same drunk. <laughs> yes, I am. You get very touchy-feely. Well, I do that sober. I do that so I do um, not. Don't say that. You know what I mean? With do things and I'm like, whoa, dude, no. Still gay chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we have to have a good time. But I, that's stuff I'll do sober too. I mean, just ask the people in my office. Then we have a thing in the office like, Ben, inappropriate. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you know what? Sue me. Please don't ever yeah. play gay chicken with me. What are you talking about, Stephen? You've already won. What are you like, talking? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else you got to say for the greater good? No. Uh, social medias, likers, reviews, raters, do what you got to do. Tell us how much we suck, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. Something
Nah, nah.